What's going on? Everybody, you've got the cardboard coaches here with your boy, Coach Go. And I am, as always, the sports card cartel. And today we are going to be opening up the show with a conversation that seems to be floating around. And uh, it is about the backyard breaks and it is about the percentage chance of them hitting some of these massive hits that they've been hitting. And we have brought an expert on the podcast today, not an expert in math, but an expert in breaking. I mean, this is what he does. One of one of his businesses, one of his many uh, business endeavors. It's Johnny from Mint Inc. How's it going, Johnny? How are you guys? You guys are the best, man. I love the coaches. Appreciate um, you. And it, just for the record, it's what I do now. Mint yeah. Inc. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I mean, I'm, it's like I'm retired. I got to say, like, I never work harder, but uh, at the same time, it's, yeah, I'm finally living that where they say, uh, if you love it, it's not work. So it's exciting. I love hearing that. And I'm definitely not a math. I'm pretty good with math. I want to, I want to call this gentleman, Johnny, uh, Johnny Mint Inc., or maybe, maybe even Johnny Let's Go, but we're going to call him Johnny for Let's the purposes go. of the podcast today. And uh, we're talking about Mint Inc. And out in Vaughan, the Mint Inc. Gallery in Toronto, to be specific. Pens are flying everywhere. And uh, we're talking about, you know, the retail sector and we're talking about uh, business ownership and uh, a heart of the hobby, in my opinion. Love it. And uh, obviously, one of the big conversations that we've been seeing, we didn't really touch on this uh, all that much uh, uh, in previous episodes, although we've touched on backyard breaks, we've touched on breakers, we've touched on retail. Uh, but there is a big conversation that does center around a lot of math. We are not mathematicians. I, I'm pretty sure all of us here are not mathematicians. Nope. But uh, we're essentially talking about odds, which are a big part of the hobby. Every time you look at the back of a pack, look at the back of a box. Every time you enter a store, any anytime you enter into a trade, there are odds whether you're going to win, whether you're going to lose, whether you're going to break even. And in the hobby, that is the big conversation right now because of the multitude of huge hits that we've seen a single entity with a colorful history um, that they have achieved in the last little bit, which obviously is a boon for them, their customers, their brand. And the big question starts to come out in terms of whether this is being influenced by an outside factor. Now, Johnny, you've got a store. People walk in and they break items. You've got a breaking business as well. You're opening a lot of products. I have opened a lot of product uh, myself. Brendan has opened a lot of product. I haven't opened a ton of product. You've <laughs> broken some product. Yes, okay? yes, yes. Some. You've wanted to break product. I remember yeah. the Christmas you wanted to yeah, break yeah, product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. get yourself an upper deck hockey box. Uh, there's one of the greatest feelings. Yeah. Right? And end of the day, okay, um, I've had my big hits. Brendan, I know you've had some big hits, whether yeah. you've opened a lot of product or not. Yeah, I've had a few. Uh, you know, uh, I've seen stores come and go. I've, I've attended many stores in the States, in Canada. Um, something that is clear is that something that we should all realize after we stop and take a breath and think about this and, and put emotions aside. Volume equals greater opportunity. So maybe Absolutely. starting out with that concept, let's let's uh, let's hear from you, Johnny. What do you think of all this? You you are you do not love to get into yeah, the controversy. I stay out of it. I like to keep um, in my lane, you know, I keep the blinders on. I'm focused more on 
um, providing the ultimate customer experience. So um, the more sidetracked I get, the more it takes me away from the vision, if you will. Um, so, and I mean, we run our, our business the way we run our business. So, so I, I never, um, thankfully, we never get into these conversations, you know, so it's all, it's all, there's three sides to every story and everybody has an opinion and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So, I won't comment on the organization themselves. Um, I've, I've been in business for a while and I've seen, um, you know, you, that happens sometimes where, you know, it's just poof. So um, all that aside, uh, I mean, listen, it's 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 uh, definitely not something that's just started to be spoken about, especially in like the depths of the hobby, if you will. Yep. Um, the hobby has this sort of new and upcoming, really um, sort of mainstream side of it. And, and they will have ultimately have no clue um, who they even are, let alone much about these big hits and whatever have you. But I mean, listen, we open a ton of product. We have two stores. We're live seven days a week. Um, we're ripping hobby, retail, mystery boxes, repack, like everything. Johnny, what was your what was your biggest hit of the week? Just so, as an aside. Oh, this week. Okay, so this week, what a great week to ask. Actually, uh, Brandon did a video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a we had a customer hit a, uh, and this is what this is what I was going to get to. We had a customer hit a messy one on one super fracture from Merlin. The beam team, like it's a uh, sorry stadium club. It's such yeah. a sick card. Yeah. Um, one of one. So. So here's what I was getting at. Like we rip a ton of product. I see a lot of people in the space that rip a lot more product. There might be, I mean, think about how many people are breaking. Never mind customer. You know, there's customers that 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 rip a lot of wax. Um, but there's a lot of places that rip rip wax. And and you know, we're talking about uh, most of the time. Whenever there's controversy, drama, et cetera, you're talking about the absolute sort of biggest players in the space. Um, you know, we're not talking about the, the the person that's bringing it home or even in their little shop, you know, uh, sole proprietor, how, like the true, true hobbyist, if you will, the purists, I like to call them. So with that being said, it's not surprising to me that um, based on how much product they open, that they get those, that they, you know, that they get hits. Um, and big hits. So, so do a lot of people. So, so we've had some massive hits um, over the course of the, last, the, the past few years, like um, uh, 101 Super Fractors. We hit a messy, like I just said to you, and we hit um, in the 2020 UEFA Chrome, we hit the Ronaldo Super Fractor 101, which got a PSA 10. Um, we've hit uh, a couple weeks ago or maybe a month ago in the iMac basketball, we hit LeBron Gold uh, bar out of three. You know, it's a five or ten thousand dollar card. We hit a Trevor Lawrence rookie blue. I think it's ten auto. Um, this is just recently. Yeah. You know, but again, now we're talking like about we're, we're opening a case of there's a case of iMac, a case of National Treasures. So we're not opening cases, but we'll open National Treasures footballs out this week. We'll rip four or eight boxes. Um, you know, so so I see what I see in that, and and versus now, sure. You know, if we rip a hundred thousand dollars of product, you might hit one of these great big cards or a few uh, bigger cards. And sure, like anything, most things, like you buy a car, you drive off the lot, it's worth less than you bought it for. So that's just simple economics. It's yeah. relevant to the space. It's just the way it goes. Anything that's used, as soon as it's open, it's used. Hence, why sealed cases hold. You know, um, I look at uh, cards sometimes like stocks. If you look at it, and you could say that. Um, 
if you're investing in vintage and goats, um, it's like ETFs. And if you're chasing rookies and speculation, it's like playing penny stock. So, I mean, um, I still think a bad box, if you look at it from that perspective, which is um, now we're, we're talking about odds. So it's gambling. It is what it is. Yeah. Uh, or a form of maybe. Yeah, yeah um, that's fair. Uh, you win some, you lose some. So ask the guy that hit the card what he thinks about them. Right. No. And yeah. the guy that maybe was second in the hit draft that probably still like give you one more example and then I'll I'll stop. And I warn these guys I talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> me. Last uh, February, Falls basketball came out. We had a couple cases. We ran some hit drafts. You want to talk about uh, six months ago that and I and I still you know feel just as strong about it. But we're selling like flawless hit drafts at two thousand a spot out in seven or eight minutes. You know, um, and we had first box. We had an Ant Man RPA. So, and at that time it was a, you know, raw, the last sale, the night that it, we hit it, um, the product had been out in the States a week or two. Um, and I think it was 25 or 28,000. The guy got a 10 anyway. Um, second card was a monster, like a magic on card. And those flawless, you know, those are big cards out of five. Yeah. You're going to get 5,000 for it if it's a nine or a 10, right? Then you get down the draft. The second box, unfortunately, you know, out of the eight or 10 spots in the hit draft after the first two, so I think that you have to take all of that in into consideration um, as well. But I mean, we have a, a, a I see a lot of heat as we like to call it. Um, but I see some of these these big breakers and and the heat that they pull, and I'm not surprised. And I don't think there's a fix or and if I mean I, if there is whatever, it doesn't affect my business. Yeah. There you go. So, um, you know, here, here's a question. So what, what are, what is important? Like, look, uh, what would you, how, what percentage wise, like breaks for your, for your business? How, how big of a component is that at this point? Like, what do you mean? The, the, like the hits that people get? No, no, no. The, like the, the just the, 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 the schedule of breaks and the breaks themselves, how crucial and what percentage of the business is that at this point? Oh, oh okay. Okay. Sorry. I understand. Yeah. So I mean, well, I look at it as its own business. Like, so, so, so really we have, um, um, two really distinct, uh, operations, if you will, we have, let's call it what, you know, live shopping that's running daily, whether it's singles, breaks, repacks, whatever. Um, and then we have the brick and mortar side of it, which is, which is, and you guys have both been collecting for a long time, uh, as have I, it's not a, it's not a COVID thing. So you go back to the, the purest, the people yeah. like our stores, you come in, there's, you, you can, you're hanging out, loiter all you want. Um, there's, there's, we just resorted $57 boxes. There's always slabs, there's wax. And the more and more and more we increase allotment, the more competitive that we can be with pricing, um, you know, great things like hockey and, and Yu-Gi-Oh! Pokemon, which are, you know, in the forefront, if, especially for youth these days, uh, affordability, mainstream, etc um you know we're we're cheaper than walmart and and uh, toys r us these days which is pretty awesome um you get into some of the hobby stuff as we all know like you, you start talking full circle that's why you asked me about the back here because when you get into the higher end stuff the panini the top line uh you know top stuff like sterling or we talk about upper deck the cup yeah like i'm i'm licking my chops to see what we get and when we get it and it's so it's a year and a half late and i i think it might be coming soon so um, you know, we opened two boxes of the cup this weekend and you're talking about percentage and hits and there weren't the best two boxes and the best card in two boxes was a Bobby or on card auto that, that wasn't even numbered. So, I mean, okay. you feel yeah, for Johnny, that customer. Johnny, you're not joking, by the way, I, I I've loitered in your store. I've eaten in your store. Uh, I've done, I've done my own business in your store. 
Yeah, so you're I, not joking. I have I, no problem with that. We have events at both. Like, listen, at the end of I'm the day, I'm trying to set up. I'm trying to set up a cot. Potentially. Yeah, yeah, we got, we got room in the basement, bro. Um, I, I'm trying to. For us, it was about. Um, you know, it's like I said to 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 my wife a couple of years ago um, when we started to get back in, in you know heavily in in making investments. So when we started, when we met 15 or 16 years ago. Um, she knew that, that this was something I still did at that time. The first time my mother-in-law visited, she woke up in the morning and told my wife that well, your husband's playing with toys in the middle of the night. And I was like listing GI Joes on eBay, you know, I'd cards had cards, we switched into pop culture. We were doing power selling video games and all that kind of stuff. And in 2009, I opened my media company and went away, but I always said, you know, full circle, come back. So when I, when at the end of 2019, um, we, at that point I'd started to buy, yeah, it was Gretzky here, Jordan there, nothing too crazy, but lots of due diligence. And I'd gone out to some people and 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 started to say, hey, like, you know, the, the space has to catch up. So the 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 traditional sort of hobby shop and this new age, I get it, you know, the the old school purist doesn't 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 like breaking, doesn't get it or whatever, and vice versa. Like it's cool to collect cards because it's fun, it's exciting, you know, and, and especially we live in a more virtual world anyway. So of course, COVID um took it a little further because it was like many things it was something that was all of a sudden went from being the having to be just in a physical space into um you know this more you know virtual so so for us it was about creating a community when we started a lot i was i was already selling um you know through our office a little brick and mortar and on ebay prior um you know end of 2019 into 2020 uh we started breaking a little after so my 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 attitude was always the same. Like for me, it was from day one, the marathon, like I'm going to build, a, we're going to create this community and we're going to build these stores and these places where people come have fun. It's cool to do this. It's cool to collect cards. You're going to hang out with like-minded people. Um, and then you're going to congregate. And the reality is like when people congregate commerce, you know, commerce happens. What is it? Uh, if you build it, they will come. Yeah. It sounds cheesy, but the reality is it's true. Like, you know, um, I, I was in the store on Saturday and a girl came in to buy something and she she said, Tony said, have you been here before? And she said, yeah, but she wasn't in the system. And he said, well, she was, she was, I think she couldn't have been more than 14 or 15. She's like, well, last time I was here, you gave me a free pack. So I'm not in your system. So if she was back buying, you know, she spent her allowance at the store. Okay. Yeah, wow. like That's for fantastic. her, it was 15 or $18. Like for me, it's so much more than 15 bucks, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now we're jumping a little ahead because I want to touch on the concept of the brick and mortar, its importance, and that discussion. Um, but that being said, uh, I just want to point out, I, I, I love that, that you know, Johnny is a collector of many things. I got that right away. And the passion, that's so important I'm if someone's going to be in this business. I just there's, there's, some G.I. Joes, but they're not here. I was going to show you. You know, but, <laughs> you know th there, there's enough people in this business that don't have that passion and that background, and they simply see it as the business, the dollars and cents, right? So that being said, um, just a quick question before we continue down that route in terms just sure. to stick with the breaks and finish off the conversation, right? Because of the right, right. The stuff the that we with platinum breaks, backyard breaks. Okay, look, we obviously know some of the things we have to avoid when it comes to the transparency of breaks. That's very important, obviously. Uh, you shouldn't be putting a box cutter to the throat of any of your employees, that sort of thing, like we saw with uh, with G of platinum breaks. But what 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 are some of the, the, the important things? What are the things that makes a mint ink break or a good break, so to speak, um, something that goes smoothly and is fun, and fair what are some of those 
kind of essential elements because every time I do, I, like, I'm not going to lie, I don't watch a ton of break content, but when I do see Mint Inc. breaks, uh, there's a lot of fun going on. There's a lot of transparency. Things are being done properly in terms of the product being displayed, your overall attitude yeah. uh, about it. Um, you know, everyone's having fun. So tell us like, what, what are, like, what are the most important so, elements? Oh, oh, so, so, so for us, again, it was, it was, it's, it's, if you, I don't, we're not in the car. Like I tell people, I'm like, I don't sell cards. We're, we're an experience. experience. So, so like, and, and if you go to the store, it, it's supposed to resonate the same experience. Cause a lot of the times, especially again, it's 2022, almost 2023. The, the entry point for the, the customer is they saw a live or they saw an ad on social media, which is a clip of a live. Oh my God. Right. So um, two things, first of all, with respect to the transparency and all that, I mean, again, it goes back to the ultimate customer experience. If you stay ahead of it all and there are no problems, there's, there's, you, you don't have to worry about it. So we do make sure absolute transparency from the perspective of like, there's three or four cameras always yeah. going. I have two more cameras in the sky everywhere. Everything's recorded, backed up to our, you know, we shoot in a studio. So I think you've, you've um, I don't know if you guys have been there, right? We have a full studio down the street from our main store in Vaughn. It's like an 800 square foot studio that we built to look like a card store. So so you're sitting in the studio. Oh, I, didn't, right I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, you have to come to Vaughn. You don't want to come to Vaughn. It's like, that's <laughs> like, I need you to come to Woodbridge. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, Brandon. We got to get this guy up. Nurse yeah. I mean, you know, hey. Brandon, are, you know, I'm just teasing you guys. But um, so, yeah, we have a, I have a, I converted, um, this was part of the pivot through COVID. I have a 3,500 square foot corporate office with a couple of studios. Um, now we have, you know, shipping, receiving, grading, consignment, warehousing. The mint thing takes up the whole 3,000 feet now. So we shoot in this great big studio, which is the vibe, right? So, so segueing into the next part of it is, so yeah, everything's transparent. Everything's in front of you. We're very repetitive. We're, you know, asking you to confirm stuff before they're ripping stuff and everything's happening. And you're, you know, watching the guy that's beside sleeve and top load if you want on another camera. If you go on YouTube, as an example, you can see the full production versus just Instagram, so on and so forth. From the experience point of view, it's, listen, you're providing uh, the best products, which in this, in our business is, it's so fluid. It's, I try to explain to people or my marketing guys are like, you know, boss, we need to do more pre-orders or this time. Like, well, first of all, the schedule has changed so much, especially through, through yeah. print delays and whatever. And then number two, some of the stuff's so hot and the allotment into Canada, unfortunately, is so little that I can't advertise it because no. a great problem to have. Yeah. And that's circle to a question that um, Aiden asked me before we got on about like margins and this and that. I won't get, obviously, I'm not going to sit here until I have it on my business, but like the magic paycheck ferry, the rent, the bill's got to get paid. And I'm like, if I have a product and I can sell it out at a full msrp which which should be a fair uh margin or you shouldn't be in the business yeah why do i need to stretch it out or big it up or, or anything like that like it doesn't make doesn't make any sense to me sure maybe we might say you know this is this so i have a brand you're a huge soccer guy right yeah so i'm gonna tell you a secret I have, yeah i have a psg set manifest oh really just manifesting in the still it's still in the white top box. Really? So we may like obviously when we're opening a twenty thirty thousand yeah. dollar box with a shot at a crazy Mbappe auto, we're gonna do what we do. Yeah. But from a from a just a regular every night point of view, it's 
we'll have $25 spot breaks. We'll have $500 repacks or, or national treasure hit drafts or $5,000 personals. And we have $8 packs and we're not, um, um, uh, uh it doesn't make a difference to me what day of the week it is or what what time of the night it is. If if the first guy's on, if 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 Aiden's on the show and he does a three hundred dollar mystery pack, and you're you have the floor next and you want to run a prism soccer pack for ten bucks, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, right. So so I think that the, and then and then just take that one step further. The guys are in our staff are in an environment where um you know the music's on, there's TVs, there's sports. We've got we are we are watching the whole show. So. It's also not as easy as it looks. The, the last part of it is you have to be fully engaged with your audience. So now we're, we're watching the cards. There's cameras everywhere. There's chats. And some nights the chat can go just insane, right? Especially if there's a hockey game on yeah. or it's baseball playoffs. So so people think, so if you guys saw, we did the, the breaker contest last year. We did yeah. a reality show, which season two is coming soon. Stay tuned. Nice. Um, love to see you guys audition. But um <laughs> It, a lot of people were like, oh, my gosh. And then you, you get into it, it, it the, it's business at the end of the day. And the staff know it's fun and everything. But, you know, so you got to be efficient, clean, quick. But the people have to have a good time. So it's got to be fun. You've got to engage. Uh, and you just got to give the people what they want. Yeah, I'm not a very fun guy, so I don't think I do well. I, 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 I <laughs> we have a customer. Her name is Pammy Nopun. Because I never have fun. I say, well, you have fun at me. <laughs> That's good. You, That's guys got awesome. a, you guys got a pretty big week coming up, man. Uh, big soccer products coming up. National Treasures this week, I think? Uh, it releases Wednesday. Now, I hope we get... So So lately, we've been getting stuff um, on time. But traditionally, it's been always a week or two later. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, the next few weeks... I'm hope I'm hoping the the um, Maz and Adam are are two of my managers and they are like soccer obsessed. We're gonna have some fun. Actually, I'm gonna talk to you about maybe we'll do some streams during World Cup. The let's yeah, play I'm soccer. Watch soccer at nine in the morning, right? Five five so a.m. Five a.m. is where I'm at, man. Right, right. <laughs> I think it's gonna be crazy, right? Games are starting. Yeah, five, five, into, five yeah. I think there's it's an eight or five, nine. five, eight, and eleven. I think. Yeah, so it's gonna be nice. Um, it's gonna be lots of fun. But yeah, National yeah. Treasures is out this week, and then Prism World Cup is supposed to come out right around when the tournament starts. It's gonna be fun. So, so having fun, right? The community, all these elements, kind of leads into that next conversation that I that we were getting to here. You know, like the last time I, I was in your store, it's it's an opportunity for me as well, right? Because we're all gonna settle into our sectors, our sports, our niches. And it's kind of like keeping a pulse on the hobby too. You know, when I was in your store, I saw people coming in and they wanted World Cup stickers, mm -hmm. right? I saw people coming in and, and looking for a specific product. That gentleman purchased one of those large Funko Pops. Again, a sector I don't know a ton about, but it was interesting to see what people were looking for, what you guys had available in terms of the variety. Um, and again, that just all leads back to the fact that it is a store. And that yeah, is something- It's a, it's a different- yeah, it's it's not the same as as the live stream and breaking. It's, yeah. it's no, it's a it's a you're, it's a retail environment. Um, and 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 like yourself, John Johnny, like we're 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 getting up there, we're getting older, yeah. and that is how I came up. Right, that was such a huge essential part of my entrance into the hobby, my enjoyment of the hobby, my yeah, education. Yeah, it's great. And and even right. the kids, like I'll pull up to the shops and there's bikes outside, and it's like so it's nice to see that coming back, and the kids love it. Like, and we, you know. Again, we have a video game machine in the store and there's we have a members room in the back. Like our store in, in uh Toronto 
the the galleries which were essentially creating a, a marketplace we're going to just really open it up for people we're, we're finally the, the top floor is good it's done it's fully stocked ready to rock we have all the the kinks out and um and we have a really good flow of traffic now you know it, it takes time to grow a business where we only opened it after christmas this year yeah. um that's a challenge in this business like you open a store and you got to be able to fill it up so people say to me oh my god why don't you open 10 stores tomorrow or you know and, and okay i'm so humbled i get you know um people inquiring quite frequently if, if things like franchising and, and whatnot are ever are ever available but i say I can't give the ultimate customer experience if it's not the same experience everywhere you go. Yeah. Right. When you buy Tim Hortons, the coffee or Starbucks, whatever, like the consistency is, is the absolute key. Um, it's hard. So, so we're, we're finally there and, and, you know, now we're looking at what's, what's the next location, but yeah, it's a place to come learn, congregate, meet like-minded people. We have dollar, but again, you could sit there for five hours and spend five bucks. I don't care. You could sit there for five hours, not spend any bucks, but you're going to leave there and you're going to talk about your experience. You're going to tell people about it, especially if it's that, um, you know, um, good, I guess. So for me, that's what it's about. And then, yeah, the brick and mortar, like we have to understand we're, we're all in this and we've been in this for a long time and we're in it like grassroots community. Like we're, you know, the ecosystem of, of what turns the space. Let's, if we just talk about cards and Pokemon and toys, the resurgence of that that's going on right now, generationally, it's cyclical. So if you just follow the last 125 years, toys and cards are 125-year-old space. It's, it's like every second generation, it kind of spikes and it makes sense, right? So when you think about it, and I see it firsthand in the retail space, it's actually really just getting started. So when I hear all these people talk about the doom and gloom of the hobby... Um, like, and, and that's so that's that's the point that's the kind of the main point here is all what i'm hearing from you right now is positivity in both the promotion and expansion of of retail spaces like that and again i'm a big uh, proponent of that i'm i'm a, and 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 what i find is there is this interesting conversation going now we did recently have eric white back on the show and he is someone who is a proponent of fanatics and the way that they are going to be trying to create kind of a one-stop shop type of atmosphere online, virtually. And here's the thing, I'm being careful here because there's space for all of this. There are opportunities for all of this, but I find myself, anytime I'm kind of talking about the physical space mm -hmm. and retail, um, I have a lot of people and they're young people that are very confident in this concept that Things are going to get virtual and they don't, they're not really hearing me when I'm talking about the importance of some of those physical in-person so, elements. So what makes you okay, so yeah. positive is, and, and, and hopeful about the expansion and promotion of the okay. in-person space? Okay. So I want to sell you 20 different wrestling. No, I want to sell you 20 different UFC lines with a Khabib special set and an Israel special set and a retro set. And I'm going to just feed your email or your social every week. And, you know, you're going to order it to your house. How long before the experience of yeah, getting the product, having nobody to talk about with it, having nobody to show, you know, nobody to collab with. So I think the underlying thing there, and I'm a, this is, this is, I mean, the foundation of my, my whole plan 
um, is, is you need to have a strong, thriving physical experience to drive a direct to consumer. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna tell you, like, it's like, I was really excited to get this guy in the mail. Really excited. I bought two of them. That's a big optimist. Yeah, and it's been in the closet since I got it because it's so fucking boring to sit here and make Lego by myself. But you guys want to hang out and smoke weed and make Lego? Let's do it. <laughs> so that's my point, right? And and like is is that is that it's it's um I feel strongly that you need to have that so I go to a winery and I enjoy their wine, I might start ordering their wine. I don't need to go back to the winery necessarily to buy it. But, you know, there's also um, um, what happens when they produce the the Khabib set of a million, because say they print a million. Yeah. What if a million and one people want it? Where now all of a sudden the secondary market cycle starts to go. So, so yeah. you know, well, once it's gone, it's gone. Where are you going to go get it? Are you going to create now? You, you know what I mean? Now we're meeting in parking lots on Facebook Marketplace. Like there's still commerce still has to happen. And then what happens is people will never change. So people get too tired to want to do that all themselves. And then full circle, they got to go find a spot that will just take it from them and, and do that for them. So I really believe that in order to have a successful um, direct-to-consumer, that, that's what you got to do. Like, don't forget, Fanatics' stuff is for sale everywhere. Yeah. So when they get you at home, so for me, if I sell Panini or Tops or Fanatics or Upper Deck, it makes no difference today. But I'll tell you, yesterday is a huge part of my business. I will say that in terms of like the online features for me, uh, it, it just it just doesn't really do it for me it, with respect to like I've never waited for like a drop to happen. You know, like some people are like, oh, like yeah. uh, optics dropping on Panini's website or something. I'm like, yeah. I would never wait there and like try to get refresh 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 like i would much rather just like go to a store or wait like i mean i talked to aton about this like a lot of times like if there is a product that i want to rip and you know it's sold out like i just wait you know and then wow. like i'm I'm a little different than, than most people but you know assuming that fanatics treats the online experience kind of like i mean some of the sneaker experiences have been uh with things like stock x i mean bots regularly eat those things for breakfast right so and then people are reselling them that's another issue right so i I think that's just like they're not doing anything new or different yeah they would just be incorporating sports cards so in it that so 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 what i'm saying is i believe that in order for fanatics to thrive and you know they're getting 10 billion dollar valuations when they haven't even done anything in order for fanatics to thrive we need like they they need um experiences like minting to thrive and you know what they need experiences like backyard breaks to thrive so whether you like it or not yeah it's really irrelevant because fanatics doesn't care what you or i or the 16 different you know news sources on instagram or on twitter think they care about what the 5 million 10 sorry they have like 300 million eat like people so they don't care. It's like, do you think Telus cares when you phone them and you're mad? No, because they say they have this 5% that these three companies share. 
Yeah. Go, to, go to Rogers. I don't care because the same time right now I'm yelling at Tellus, Brandon's yelling at Rogers, and Ain's yelling at Fido, and we're all going to switch, and they're all met the same. I, about, I will say I will say I regularly yell at Rogers. So yeah, who does? <laughs> Come on, it's funny. Their system went down. They gave a credit. I just noticed the other day my bill actually just went up nine dollars a month for I don't know what though. That's funny. Counterbalancing the five dollars that they wow. gave you for the outing, it really went up nine dollars a month. I, I I'm done. I'm like I keep saying to Kathy that we're going to cancel Rogers because we have all the streams and yeah, you know, yeah. it doesn't have IPTV, right? Yeah. And I'm like, the only way I'll remember to, but the, you know how they get you is just that. I don't want to sit on the phone for two friggin' hours to cancel Rogers. Yeah. Right? Listen, how how's this for a take from the cartel of all people? It's funny because John mentioned, you know. At the end of the day, controversies aside, backyard breaks is a driving force in the hobby. It is. You know that the following that they have. Brendan and I have discussed that they're the following when you when you can build up a community uh, that way and organically, which they did. They have a hundred thousand um, followers. You know, like, on guys like Ken Ken Golden. Yeah. Ken Golden took a lot of heat as of late, but Ken Golden was the guy who brought cards to the television sets in the nineties, when it came to the home shopping network. And again, content aside, scams aside, or whatever people want to start talking about, Ken Golden is important in that sense. As much as many people want to vilify him, it's we got to have that balanced perspective because we're all, if we want this hobby to thrive, we want to continue doing what we're doing. If, if, if coach Co wants to continue collecting soccer, if I want to continue collecting UFC, there was a path that was paved. And there are people that bring this to the mainstream. But now that being said, Johnny, that there, there is, um, there is obviously this consolidation going on. How, how, how do you adjust to the fact that instead of dealing with Panini Pops Upper Deck, and let's be honest, I mean Upper Deck is a wild card here. We don't know what's going to happen. But what if you're just dealing with fanatics? Do, do you have to kind of so so they haven't convert- they they haven't like the the there's been no change. So in Canada, we have two, three, really two. Um, main distributors and as of right now uh, everything is just stay the same they have made changes in the states already yeah. um, and I would just assume they'll do the same thing that, that they're doing in the states is they'll just bring back so they stopped Panini Direct in Canada a long time ago um, with, with hobby shops being able to get Panini Direct uh, so, so we'll see and there's still lots of rumors about this next bit of the takeover and if they're actually going to buy Panini and licensing but here's the thing like Fanatics is is they're on a mission, lots of money, all that stuff. But the reality is they still have some time. Even if they take over the rest of everything tomorrow and it, they can figure out contracts and this and that, they're still like, you can't just stop the press. Yeah. So like, you know, like, it, so there's a lot more to it. As far as Upper Deck goes, you're not going to see anything change there for a while. Um, they're they're smart. They've, they've remained really true to the roots of the hobby. Like you can't become a CDD without brick and mortar open, you yeah. know, specific hours, like, you know, um, and, and they're, you're, you know, I, I, we're not allowed to break upper deck. You can't um, a- advertise prices, correct? Can't advertise yeah. There's only about eight yeah. stores in all of Canada that can sell it online. So they're very, 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 very um, particular about what they do with their product and all that. And the difference with upper deck and Panini and tops is, about 15% or less of the allotment of those two companies come to Canada and it's the reverse with upper deck. So they have, you know, people look at, Oh, it's Canada. It's still 40 million people. That's a lot of commerce. So if you don't always have to be the biggest fish in the pond. Right. So um, I think that, that, which is great. And I, I love um, 
some of the controversy, you know, Leafs really pushing hard. So again, that's great for the space. More competition is great for everybody. I keep seeing shops open and live streams open. I'm like, let's go, bring it. Like, and I mean, bring it in the sense of the more, the better. Yeah. Listen, the customers are going to buy. Let the, Where they buy that, you know, everybody's going to run their business a certain way. And, you, you know, first impressions are everything. So you do what you do to try to keep them coming back. But the point is, if more people want to get in this space, if more collectors are coming in the space, um, and especially given like the doom and gloom in the world right now, I mean, and that's not going to last long. It's like, what else you want? You know, the market, like, sorry, I'm going to, and I got to, I'll go, I keep, I told you I talked too much. Yeah, no, it's okay. The market It's a fresh, a fresh voice. All right. So the market yeah, is, is talking this stuff. You're, you're talking the stuff people need to hear okay, right now. My you. goodness, boys, you'd swear that things are on the up, which which maybe they are. Maybe we need to stop and kind of consider. So I'm not going to comment. I'm only going to give you my opinion from real experiences. So I'm saying like um, the space has grown dramatically in the last couple of years, uh, especially. But really the last 10 it's had this great big resurgence. There's some data out there that'll put it up against S&P returns over the last decade and all that. I never give advice. I never tell you what stuff's worth all that. So I'm, I'm not trying to, I'm just giving you this analogy. So it's like, um, if you, if you, if, if, if you have a company like Fanatics that has a $10 billion uh, valuation, if you have uh, people like Nat Turner that are investing billions into the space, you have a company like PWCC that just opened up $175 million in liquidity. Um, you, you see um, this sort of thing happening. You start to see mainstream media picking up, um, you know, cards are cool again. Mickey Mantle's over $12.5 million. So you have to figure out, like, if you read um, Malcolm Gladwell, The Tipping Point, it, it all starts to really make sense. So, again... The purists that have been around, oh, I saw this before. Great. Yeah, it's cyclical. But if the floor is, uh, if the space has, has grown so much, and we can just use like very um, uh, 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 not real numbers for sure, a hypothetical. And let's say it was $1 and it went to $5. Even if it, you know, crashed. And I think what happened with crypto this year, 67% was the largest crash of anything ever. You're still double where you were when you started. Yeah. So I'm Bitcoin, looking at it and I'm saying was still Bitcoin was 3K in 2017. Yeah, so, so I'm just saying like we're, we're still if, if if the market today and the data suggests otherwise like went in half, it would still be bigger than where it was even just two years ago. Now, of course, like anything, the cream rises to the top. Uh, when you grow, the tree shakes and branches fall off. Like that's capitalism and business and just the Absolutely. real world. So I mean, if 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 certain companies or businesses or experiences do a better job at keeping and acquiring and growing market share. That's fantastic. But the reality is um, maybe from the perspective of like, again, you guys are purists, you know, you've been in it for a long time. So you see, uh, you know, and, and sure the margins have uh, reduced and, you can't buy a blaster at Walmart and sell it for triple, or I'm not getting a hobby box for 500 and selling it for 2000. Like, you know, and like any business that happens. So I have a real estate marketing company and we, we, we were very early adapters in 3d space. 
before COVID, people told me I was out to lunch because who needs a 3D space when we're selling house? Well, COVID happened and poof, everybody needs it. We explode, right? So it's it's like the same kind of it's the same kind of thing if you if you look at it from that context of um I guess it's almost just like simple math. So so and you can't time any market. You can't time, and there's lots of speculation like any market, like I said earlier, but at the same time. Cards aren't selling for five, 10, 15 million dollars. It's like art generationally. There's so many factors. But yeah, I mean, sorry, I can't make 200% in my business. I wish yeah, I could. I, it, it's Johnny, it's that so many new entrants. And whether that's in, in positioning themselves as businesses or, or content creators, that's the most frustrating part, came into this hobby during the boom. They, they, they didn't have perspective in terms of what was happening in 2018, even much less. If or just how to run a business much much less 2007 to 2012 in the sports card hobby my goodness yeah so you're right back, like i just said to you uh, uh, 20 minutes ago like 2005 four i was like yeah well, we got to sell all our stuff like i had two partners like we literally i turned my grandmother's garage my first ever business i started out 21 and i'm old so like you know we were power selling on ebay in 99 like i remember i was hitting patrick wall patches at mcdonald's and it was like you know <laughs> but then boom all of a sudden so but, but I think fundamentally what you, you said something and it's, it's, it's like anything, it's like the sneaker boom. It's like the gold rush. Anytime a space explodes, there's a point in that journey where there's, there's just all kinds of extra money in the space because it's just the thing to do at that point in time. And money comes from lots of different places. So a lot of people make, a lot of people lose. And then eventually it sort of starts to find its way and it sort of levels off, but there's not this. Like, okay, if, 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 if you're talking about speculation and you're, you're betting on a rookie and the rookie's in his third game or her third game and, you know, next week gets a torn Achilles and can't play for a year or two, well, what do you want? But, I mean, I can tell you I was buying Gretzky rookies. Um, I use PSA 8 Gretzky rookies as a great example. Go look at 2019 when I was buying my first ones. Let's look at 2020. Let's look at max what I got in 2021. But now, like, it's not that big of a, a drop. Yeah. And I'm well, still we, up. We, we went through this period where you could just kind of throw anything against the wall and make money. And, and as I've said before on the call. Not make, necessarily make money. Sell stuff. Yeah. Right. People, yes. people and, generate revenue point, and don't make money all the time. That, that's what happens, right? That's well, true. But at, this, at this point, like I've said several times before, it's going to be about the knowledge. It's going to be about paying attention. And you'll do well. You can you can still do well as long as you've got the knowledge, you're paying attention. And I would hope that some of these new entrants that came in in like 2020 have developed some of those skills. The ones that didn't, they're gonna maybe take yeah, a walk. Yeah. For like I said, it was it was it was it was the retail experience. Um, I felt like it was missing in the space. I look at like the the age of so here's a cool stat. In the 1980s, there was close to 3,000 shopping centers in the United States, mega malls, right? There's 700 left. And by 2030, they say there'll be 150 left. So if you, if you think about the boom that, you know, was the nineties and the two thousands into the last decade, which was like big box stores, all that kind of stuff, same ideas, malls, but different. Like it's like back to this sort of boutique congregating with like-minded people. I don't, I'll go to a, we all trade, we host um, trade nights and we have to like, we have a limited capacity, so we have to post tickets. And like they're pack, and what I see happens, it's it's like 
again, you just being with, with like-minded people um, really changes the game. But yeah, listen, when, when a thousand people are making money and all of a sudden there's only room for 700 people to make money, 300 people aren't happy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I think that's so important though, just for mental health and, when you think about things like isolation, that just that stat you gave us was kind of just immediately kind of bleak thinking about the fact that, um, you know, just already due to COVID and, and due to people's mental states, you know, just being isolated versus getting out there, um, being alone versus being in a community. I just think that's such an important part. It's about of being, it's not, not, not just the community. It's about being with like-minded people. Yeah. Where you can't go fine, especially like, you know, kids have an advantage over adults because they have sports and clubs. If you're an adult, and even if you go to the gym, and I, I, I actually, if, if that was right. You guys would know firsthand. Like, <laughs> I'm running if I'm in if I'm running on a treadmill with my headphones on, or if I'm one of ten people in your class, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah, 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 for sure. I leave the class. I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, um, my wife Kathy, she boxes at um, what is it, nine round? Like, she she loves it. You know why? Because she's in and out of there. Yeah, she goes, she does her stuff, and she's gone. Like, you know. So, um, I think that that's that's and going back to your question about the whole fanatics thing, I think that's very important because it's it's especially mental. And that was like during the COVID in our lives. Like, we would have eight, nine, ten hour lives. Sometimes I would just leave them going and we'd just shoot the shit with people. And the amount of um messages and feedback and phone calls i got you know in the months and almost i guess year now after let's call it since like we've been back to whatever you want to call normal yeah people telling me like how how much what we were doing in in the whole community um and having people to talk to like was really you know the best thing for some of these people during that time for their mental health so i think it's it's just really important um, and then again, we're, we're done right now with the, I mean, okay, you're going to get 20,000 people at a, um, a hockey game, but if there was 10,000 people that wanted to go to the hockey game before now, there's only 5,000 people that want to go to the hockey game. The other 5,000 people, maybe half of them don't want to do anything. The other half still want to do something, but in a much smaller, more intimate setting. Yeah. And people don't want to waste time spending, you know, time with people that they don't know. And, and like, they, that's another thing that COVID, one of the silver linings of COVID was your circle got smaller and people realized, holy shit, I spent all this time chasing friends and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've never been happier spending time with the people. And you, you spent the most time with the people that, that you have the most in common with, because those are the only people you can talk to and tolerate, especially as you get older. So I think that that's the, the key especially for um and i see it like i said i see it firsthand with with the with with the the different segments of our customer base and like you know the the 25 plus crowd versus the, the under crowd like it's a different vibe like i have a couple of buddies that love when we do trade nights because they want to come hang out in the the back room and have a beer and chill and it's just a night out like yeah. i don't need to go you know so so yeah i think um it's very 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 important to to just really emphasize um you know the community and uh you know just everything that's good and there's always bad stuff like you know um i'll tell you a secret i had like we had a um i'll tell you a secret uh we had oh my god it hurt i can't spit it out that's how <laughs> holy shit so our toronto store got broken into it in the same week we had psa mail get stolen this happened several wow. months ago and i can finally talk about it because as you can imagine there's insurance and police and yeah. some customers and you know what like 
I had to just make good on everything and deal with it after. And it, that was always the only way to go. And it goes back to the transparency. And there was some, you know, maybe one day I'll talk about it, but we're, we're, we're not talking about five or $10,000 of exposure, you know, or 50 for that matter. I, so, I, I, I know for a fact, Johnny, and maybe I'm even talking about something you don't know about, but I, I've heard that you take care of people. And I, I appreciate you. Fantastic. And it's important. And it goes back to, although the two coaches, I don't look like I run marathons. Story, <laughs> maybe one day I'll let you guys train me up. We're going to get you. We're going to get you. Right uh, I need it. Trust me. Um, I'm a marathon runner. It's about the long term. Like, you know, okay. um, I'm not the most religious guy by any means, but karma, just being good. And you know what? Great. Luckily, um, I, I'm pretty sure the situation is going to work itself out. It might take a little bit more time, but, you know, whatever. But in the meantime, even when stuff like that is happening, if you stop, this is how we started at the beginning. If you stop to, to dwell and think, you can have your moment. Like, hey, fuck. Like, I had a couple of days where I was like, what? You know, yeah. like, what the fuck is that, right? Um, but, but as soon as you lose focus and you, you don't just keep driving the vision and the plan of, of your business, um, you're done. So you can't, again, I think, you know what? Listen. If there's change is great. If a thousand people could make money before and now only 700 people can make money, 300 people are pissed off. And there's always a few people that just success breeds hate fellas. Sure. Like I said, the hobby, as much as you don't want to hear it and I don't see or watch it, but just from what I know, the, the hobby needs people like back air breaks. If we want to get it to the, you know, um, I have 10 employees and we'll have 20 by the, the middle of next year. You know, if, 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 it's all the same ecosystem yeah and I, I, it's not 100 percent good no ecosystem is i love that i love that we're exposing our, our viewers and our listeners to uh a, a a positive thought towards expansion that's so different than what we're hearing i also wanted to talk really quickly johnny um about another entity the coaches have certainly uh, uh spoken of positively in the past which is uh sgc which is sports card guarantee corporation because some people don't know what 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 that actually stands for. You are uh, the official Canadian. Uh, There's two, maybe three okay. max, but yeah. I'm now, to now say here's, one here's the other thing. Cartel has always been very critical of group submissions, but guess what? This is true, right, Johnny? I group submit with you. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't tell a lot of people that, but I'm telling them now because you've made it easy. You've made it transparent. I'm confident enough in it. That should tell, uh, tell people something because I've always been very critical uh, of the entire concept. But um, it's smooth. It's fantastic. My experience has been great. It's very easy, um, which That's I like. What it's, listen, customers want three things. Convenience, value, and ease. Just the ultimate customer experience like absolutely and the ability to eat sandwiches in your basement but other than that <sighs> talk to me a little bit about uh why sgc and and then are you as high on sgc uh, as we are and again i'm, I'm saying this carefully because again we're not sponsored by sgc or anything like that we just like the service yeah the ser so so the service so i'm a service guy and their service nobody touches it yeah. um and i think it's indicative of what's happened with their values and I saw a chart just the other day in a Facebook group and I, I should have downloaded it, but, um, and you know, they're right there. So, so from a market share POV, they've done a really good job. Their turnaround times are outstanding. Incredible. Um, right. I love the look of the slab and it's really, 
again, they've done a good perspective. So I want to associate it, it, it myself. It fits well. I notice it fits well with your marketing as well, though. Uh, my, my, the black and white is a pure blue, <laughs> and I'm obsessed <laughs> with that. Like the retail brand, you'll see some color. My guy, like our corporate branding, it's like they, like our mint plus just to get the gold out of me was like three meetings. Uh, <laughs> so, so it's like it, it, it's 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 basically yeah, the black and white. I love it. So the when PSA shut down and Beckett shut down, like th that opened this huge door for them. And you can't in business, momentum is everything. And they took advantage. Um, yeah, you know, and you, and by the way, you, you still offer like PSA and other. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And we're just, so we just launched new SGC pricing. We're like, literally um, we do a lot of volume. We have a great deal with SGC. We represent them in Canada. So we're literally, within a few bucks of SGC direct pricing, including shipping and insurance, which yes, as you know that's, is that's the big. biggest cost. And, and, um, and, and people need to know there are some issues, by the way, with SGC when you do it yourself. There's a whole customs issue. Customs that customs, I, so I can't tell you how long that took us to, you know, so now it's just like, it's, it's again, it's- I'm really, glad you had to deal with it. Yeah, and it was, but, but the amount of time and effort and energy, so people, you know, so, so we built this great system um, and, and if you, if you fill, um, if you fill your card out online and you bring your own card saver, like we you won't get it any cheaper. And even that we're half the price, I think of, like, I think it's a buck 50. So you can get it now as low as 2850 a card. You don't even have to do anything. Just drop them off and we'll do everything for you. 27 bucks. If you want to do the work yourself. And I think we did, um, a $4 service where we'll, um, review and everything. So you drop a hundred cards off by the time the guys are done with it, you're probably taking 20 back. Right like there, that. you just made your money like back. Um, so we really do a good job. And sometimes you're breaking people's hearts, but I'm like, I'm an honest guy. I'm sorry. You know, like the Ken Griffey is always a really good one because I, I get a lot. We get a lot of those and the hologram on the back is always done. I'm like, you're going to get a four. Yeah. That's fantastic. Again, such a high percentage of people are new entrants and that's a fantastic service for them. I, I, there's way too many people. I, I, I had my own deal going where i'd meet with people before the expo to pre-grade and i was paid for these for this service and it was just shocking people's perspectives and not understanding so that so yeah so we and we and we just launched a consignment program so maz is our grading and consignment manager so we're really um you're going to see a lot more there next week which is like yeah, yeah next week from when they see this where uh, psa will be um, we'll have bulk and economy available as well. So um, full service. Yeah, we're doing vaulting, consigning. Like we have now it's you're going back to um, ripping in the live stream. We'll take your card. We'll grade it. We'll sell it for you if you want. Or, you know, you pick it up at the store. Same thing at the store. So just convenience, value, ease. Which the way I see it is essentially what's been discussed with Fanatics, but on a more local microcosmic instead of macrocosmic level and i think there needs to be more discussion about that more consideration for that because it's it's great yeah um, and by the way there's nothing wrong with black and white i love New it. world order nwo my friend yeah i hear i forget I always forget your wrestling <laughs> tony that works for me is hardcore wrestling guy so i'm gonna get um tony monaco is a good buddy of mine from nice and whatever so <laughs> he's a big wrestling guy so next time there's a big wrestling event now that he's on afternoons He'll come in this. He couldn't do it before because he was getting up at three thirty to do mornings. Yeah. So I need to get him in the studio. We're gonna rip um some uh some uh some wrestling cards, and I think uh, we might do a live from Qatar with KJ. He had a lot of fun ripping uh, with us last week. So I was gonna say that's another reason why I can't be a breaker, man. I'm up at three thirty. 
Yeah, it's, it's true. I mean, man, we're almost past our bedtime, man. <laughs> Coach Cole might open up a new market for people that want to break at 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. I got you. Fiends, I got fiends you. only, fiends only. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys are Johnny, Johnny, how do um appreciate you. How do people get a hold of you? How do people get a hold of you? How do so people I'm get into your shops? Grab him. You just yeah, grab, yeah, him. grab me, grab me. So, so I, I, I try my best to be, you know, available and, and I have a phenomenal team. My partner, Freddie, uh, we have a great management team, great support team. Uh, we're, we're about to onboard a whole bunch more people. Um, but, but both stores are open. Vaughn's open seven days a week. Toronto's opens five days a week. We're live seven days. I'm usually on the live a few nights of the week, but really just drop in the store, call us, shoot us a DM. We're extremely responsive. Um, uh, you're going to get responded to imminently, sometimes instantly, but it's not going to be, you're not waiting for days or, or whatever have you. And very open, love to chat. My guys at the stores, like I said, if you're new to the hobby and you want to know what's up, come on in, they'll educate you. And you, you, like I said, don't feel, you feel zero pressure to spend a dollar. Just come in, learn, have fun. There's a video game machine at the front, play a game of Aladdin, you know, watch some sports. That's it. Espresso machine coming soon. By the time Eaton gets to Woodbridge, we're going to have him drinking Spro's, Brandon. That's Ooh. fantastic. I love you. You don't have to offer me twice. Fantastic. I love it. I love it. Well, so the next, that's what we're going to do. The next time you guys are going to come, I'm inviting you to my studio. So we'll find a time, Brandon, that works for you. And that's what we'll do. We'll do a Mint Think Live. We'll rip uh, some soccer and some UFC and we'll shoot the shit. It'll be fun. Fantastic. Yeah. You guys are the greatest. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it, Thank guys. You, Thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, like, subscribe, comment. Let us know how you feel about ripping, about everything that's going on right now. Cardboard coaches are out of here. Peace. Peace.